This is episode five of the Joyful Movement show, and today we're talking about the third principle of Joyful Movement, saying no to punishment. Hi there. Welcome to the Joyful Movement show. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, mom, recovering dieter, and founder of Radiant Vitality Wellness. As a personal trainer with my own story of body acceptance, I've seen firsthand how diet culture influences the fitness industry and the damage it causes the women I work with keeping them on the start stop cycle struggling to find motivation it's now my mission to empower women to break free from torturous exercise restrictive eating and body shame stick with me and i'll help you discover what moves you so that you can tap into that burning motivation deep inside yourself and experience joyful movement peace with food and feel confident in your own skin are you ready let's lace up our runners pop the earbuds in and go for a walk while we chat Welcome back, friends. So today we're going to continue on with our series on the 10 principles of joyful movement. But before we do that, I wanted to share a review that was left for us on iTunes. Um, And this one is from L-S-C-H-R-E-A. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but here's what she had to say, or he. This podcast is so needed. Thank you for sharing your journey. You're so refreshingly relatable and inspiring. Looking forward to how you'll keep changing the landscape of movement and spreading such empowering messages. I just want to say thank you so much for leaving that review. It means the world to me um, that I'm getting such positive feedback about the podcast. um, And it really does help this show to get seen by people who need to hear this message when you leave reviews. So a little bit of tech information. When we upload our podcast, we include all these keywords. Um, So people who are looking for information about intuitive eating and mindful movement, they can search those keywords. But the podcast doesn't really show up unless there are reviews behind it. So the reviews mean so much to me and so much to other women who are looking for this information out there. So I really, really do appreciate it. And if you are getting value out of the Joyful Movement show, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review as well. All right. So moving on with today's topic. Like I said, we are talking about the third principle of Joyful Movement, which is to just say no to punishment. So I don't know about you, but... I believe for a really long time in the whole no pain, no gain mentality. Like the only way to get fit is to push ourselves to the brink five or six days a week. No ifs, ands, or buts. We're told we need to be stronger than our excuses, that nothing good in life comes easily. And I know that these things are said with good intentions. Like I really, really think that when coaches say these things, I mean, goodness, I hate to admit it, but I know I've said them myself in the past. We say them to try to inspire you, to motivate you, to keep going and help you reach your goal. But I don't think it's working. I see and speak to a lot of women and the struggle to stay consistent with exercise is huge. I can think of one client of mine in particular When I met her, I guess about six months ago, um, she was just at a loss. She had kept trying all these different programs and she'd go out with all kinds of gusto, just given her, only to find herself injured within a few weeks. And she was so frustrated when she came to me because she really wanted to develop a consistent exercise habit, but she was so afraid of getting hurt again. And I see this all the time. 
I see people giving up on their goals or hurting themselves or just avoiding exercise altogether. And I think that a big part of the reason why is we think exercise has to be impossibly hard or it's not worth doing. And who really wants to do something that feels like torture? So stay with me here as I unpack this today. I want to challenge this thinking by asking, how do you feel when you buy that belief, the no pain, no gain, punishing yourself belief? Like really, really, maybe in the moment hearing those things get you out the door or get you to push a little harder, but how is it really working for you long-term? I'm going to guess not great because otherwise we wouldn't keep having these constant struggles. So first, let me be really clear about the difference between pushing yourself and punishing yourself. In saying no to punishment, I don't at all mean to imply that you should never push yourself. It is true that if you want to improve your fitness, whether it's cardiovascular endurance or strength or even flexibility and mobility, you're going to have to try things that are challenging. You'll need to work in intensity that is moderate to vigorous, and sometimes you'll need to go outside your comfort zone to do it. It will mean sweating and feeling short of breath and quite literally feeling the burn. So what the burn is, is that your muscles actually get a bit warm as lactic acid accumulates in them. And this is something that needs to happen to improve your anaerobic fitness. And these are all physiological signs of challenge and what the body needs to make adaptations and improvements. But you don't have to feel like you want to die or like you're going to throw up. And you don't have to work at a hard intensity every day. When I said this to the client that I mentioned at the beginning, she was like, well, then what's the point? Like, why would you go out and move if you're not going to give it all you got? So the thing is, you really want to balance your hard efforts with adequate recovery so that your body has time to integrate all the work you did and make the necessary adaptations. Working hard every day without time to recover actually will cause a decrease in overall fitness over time. We call this overtraining. There's a really fine line between pushing and punishing. It really comes down to attitude and mindset and truly understanding the goal that you're after. No matter what your goal, you should still be able to enjoy what you're doing and get your desired results without pain. So how do you know the difference between good hurt and pain? I get this question a lot. We've all had that feeling of being a little sore after a workout and we call it a good hurt. And there is a good hurt that comes after a good exercise session or workout. And notice I say a good workout, one that challenged you, but you still liked it and felt great after. I'm sure you've all felt the little tenderness in your muscles after a workout like this. The technical name for this good hurt is called DOMS, Delayed Onset Muscle Soreness. And it usually happens about 24 to 48 hours after a workout that was a little more intense or different than how you normally move. It's a result of your muscles being challenged. Literally, what happens is the muscle fibers experience tiny little tears during the exercise session, and then the body goes into work to repair that and adapt by making the muscles bigger and stronger. And then there's a little ache that accompanies that. So DOMS is a normal physiological reaction and it's okay and normal to experience it from time to time, but it's also okay if you don't. 
A lack of DOMS doesn't mean you didn't work hard enough. It could just be a sign that you're well-conditioned. So being sore really shouldn't be your goal. It's really important that you give your body rest and recovery when you're dealing with DOMS. Pushing through that soreness while you're in that DOM state can actually lead to an injury. Um, This can occur because your joints and muscles may be less able to absorb impact, or we also tend to use other muscles to compensate for the ones that are sore. And additionally, muscle soreness changes your perceived intensity, meaning that you could push yourself too far and the muscles might actually tear, which could really set you back. Like you might decide that, you know, normally I can work this hard and not recognize that you need to take it a little bit easier today because your muscles are sore. You would push through at an intensity that you normally can handle in an event, cause yourself an injury. So here's how I get my clients to assess if it's a good hurt or if it's actual pain. So first one is the toilet test. When you sit down on the toilet, do you dread having to get back up? Number two, can you get up and down the stairs or brush your hair? Or three, did you need to take Tylenol or Advil? If any of those three things have happened, you've crossed the line from a good hurt to pain. And your body's telling you that you pushed too hard and done something you were not ready for. So that's muscle soreness. And as we saw, it's a little bit ambiguous, but hopefully that explanation helped. But acute pain, now that's a whole other beast and it has no place in your workout and shouldn't be a result after the fact. I'm talking about any sharp shooting pains in your joints, stress on the knees, pulling in your back, pinching in the shoulders, and heaven forbid, inability to breathe or chest pain. Pain like this is a warning sign from your body that it is not okay. Sometimes you get the warning during the movement session, and that's a sign that whatever you're doing doesn't work for you. You need to stop, ask your coach for a modification, or do something else that you know won't hurt. But sometimes you don't get the warning sign till after. And you'll know it's not DOMS because instead of feeling a little tenderness in the belly of the muscle, you feel stiffness achiness or sharp pain in a joint, either when you move a certain way or all the time. Recurring pain like this should be checked out by a qualified medical professional and you should refrain from the type of activity that caused it until you are rehabilitated and failure to do so could lead to a chronic issue. So just to be clear, pushing through pain is never a good idea. No matter your goal, even if you're a professional athlete, you will not achieve your goal by pushing through pain. At the best, you'll slow down your progress, and at worst, you risk a major injury. Either way, you're not getting closer to your goal. I've done this so many times myself. I think I like to learn the hard way, but I'm getting wiser in my older years. I know what it's like to be so passionate about achieving a milestone goal. And you feel like backing off on your training to rest is going to set you back. And the thought of not achieving your goal really sucks. But trust me when I say you won't be achieving it anyway if you don't take the time to recover. And you risk further damage that will be really hard to heal from. So while we're on the topic, let's just talk about goals for a second. And kind of circle back to the idea of punishing ourselves in order to meet them. It's really important that you know what you want to get out of your exercise because that's going to influence how you work out. 
The reason for exercise is unique to you. Maybe you're an athlete and you're training for an event. Maybe you're a mom who's looking to find some energy and mental clarity. That's me. Maybe you're an older adult and want to reduce your risk of falling. All of those goals will require a different type of training plan, and all of them will require some consistent, dedicated effort. But all of them can be fun and full of variety, and none of them required you to punish yourself. That client that I mentioned at the beginning, her goal was to improve her mobility, endurance, and strength. She wanted to be able to get up and down off the floor without pain, and she wanted to not get winded when she climbed the stairs. So that type of goal definitely doesn't require pushing yourself to the point of injury. That's the exact wrong thing to be doing. All that does is set you back. Steady, consistent progress that challenged her just a little bit was the answer. And guess what? It worked. She's seeing progress. She's more mobile. She's stronger. Her endurance is improving. And guess what else? She actually likes it and she now moves every single day. Going hard and punishing yourself with things that are too hard for you or hurt or suck the life out of you are one, not fun and therefore not motivating. And two, they're likely to cause you to become exhausted or injured and therefore need time off. I said at the beginning that there's a fine line between pushing and punishing. Working hard isn't a bad thing. It all just depends on your attitude around the work. Working hard can and should still be fun. You shouldn't have to dread it. If this sounds like crazy talk to you, then I'm going to suggest to you that you go back and listen to the episodes on motivation and rejecting diet mentality. Here's what I think is the reason we believe we have to kill ourselves when we exercise. And that is because we're using exercise as a way to control or shrink our bodies. It all comes back to this. When we engage in exercise because we feel ashamed of how our body looks, then we beat ourselves into trying to achieve this ideal body through hardcore, intense, long workouts every day of the week. We view exercise purely as a way to earn or burn calories, and we must kill ourselves to burn off our, quote, bad food choices. When we feel bad about ourselves and how we look, we have our worth tied up in our body and we choose punitive action to pay for our body's wrongness. But here's the thing, punishing bad behavior doesn't work. No one's motivated by punishment. Who are my mamas here? Have you ever caught yourself yelling at your kids? It's okay, I've done it too. What happens when you yell at your kids? Well, if you have teenagers, they yell right back at you. Or they cry and run away and shut down, but they sure don't go, oh yeah, sure, mom, I feel so motivated to change my behavior now. Can you come and continue to yell at me while I clean my room? It really helps me. You can't get your kids to do what you want by punishing them, and you can't create a body you love by punishing yourself either. Pain and punishment are not motivating Negative feelings are caused by negative thoughts and they lead to negative action and negative results. It's a vicious cycle, which will only end in you either hurting yourself or giving up. Either way, you won't be happy with the outcome. So can we just all agree to stop punishing ourselves at the gym? Who here could use a little less negativity and a lot more kindness in their life? Yeah, me too. 
Okay, so let me give you some tools you can use. If you're ready to be done with punitive exercise, here are some ways that you can start to have more fun with movement. Number one, change your thoughts. Negative thoughts create negative results. If your predominant thought is along the line of no pain, no gain, try something like progress over perfection instead, or nourish, don't punish, or just say no to pain. Number two, go back to episode three and refresh your mind about rejecting diet mentality to help you disconnect exercise from weight loss. Remind yourself that movement is a form of self-care, not a tool of self-deprecation. Number three, if something hurts, stop. Ask for a modification or just sub out something you know you can do pain-free. If you have more than a bit of DOMS after workout, listen to your body's signal and take it easier next time. And number four, if a peer or coach is pushing you to a point that goes beyond a fun challenge, it's okay to ignore them and tell them you're good. And then number five, practice mindful movement. Do a body scan before your movement session and set your intention and desired intensity level before your start and stick to it. All right. So that's it for today, guys. I hope this episode helps you understand the difference between push, punish, and pain, and will help you make more body respecting choices when you move your body. Just say no to punishment. Next week, we're going to explore principle number four of joyful movement, which is to challenge the gym police. Just a hint, they're not real people. Well, sometimes they can be. Usually, there are voices in your head telling you there's a right and wrong way to move and all of the things you should be doing to get it right. It's time to challenge those bogus rules, so I hope you'll tune in. Until next week, friends, thank you so much for being part of this community. Remember that you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Radiant Vitality Wellness, and you can learn more about how to work with me on my website, radiantvitality.ca. Be well, my friends, and here's to your Radiant Vitality. Hey, before you go, I just want to tell you how grateful I am for you. It means the world to me that you're part of our Radiant Vitality community. I've got a free gift for you. Head on over to my website and download The Motivation Secret, the simple mindset shift that will get you off the start-stop cycle for good. The link is in the show notes. And hey, if you enjoy this podcast, the greatest gift you could give me is to leave a review or share this episode with a friend. Your shares and reviews help my show get seen by more women just like you who are ready for something different with fitness. And when you share the love, I'll enter you to win a scholarship to Right Body for Me, my 16-week transformative coaching program. Just DM me a screenshot on Insta to show your review or share. You never know, I might give you a shout out on a future episode as well. Bye for now, friend.